Okay, the podcast starts from now. Like, let's just. Jill, do you want to introduce Josh's track? Yes. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> can you guys? The... Can you? Can you guys see it? Yeah. Yes, we can see it. Um, welcome to all the listeners to this <laughs> fine Christmas podcast. Today we have three delightful people as guests on our show. We have me, Jill, your host, Rob, <laughs> and Josh. And Josh is going to start us off with an amazing Christmas track that he has selected for us. Josh, please, please play your song. Hey, what's up, guys? This is this is a song I found called Christmas Burger. Um, yeah, that's a. Uh, I I like to think that if I have like kind of a general ethos, it is burger. Or garbage imaginable. Imaginable. No, it's just it's burger. Just straight up <laughs> burger. Um, and all that entails. So without further ado, burger. Christmas, Christmas burger. In the year 2014, five boys operating under the name Telephone found their Christmas spirit written in two slivers of sesame seed fun. And they wrote this song to exude their cheer and yuletide fun. They named the song Christmas Burger, and this unprecedented holiday season, they share the song with you. I'm in the club going up on a Tuesday, we said every day could be Christmas, baby. Do you want to go get a burger on Wednesday? We said every day could be Christmas, baby. People with burger and you love, baby. Do I eat them both at the same time, baby? Christmas don't come without a star on. If it wasn't for like the Memoji and a handful of other like modern things, I would have thought that was from like 2005. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but next, I have I have the main event. Um, it's, <laughs> it's this Burger King commercial I found with. Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh. Did you say Merry Christmas McDonald's? Yes, she did. She's like trying to throw shade or, I don't know, uh, bask in their clout. Not uh, Draper's finest hour. No, no, <laughs> certainly not. Um, but then that led me. Uh, these are all connected. Uh, that's not. That's not actually true. Um, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
This is actually the first song I found. Mend up your stocking hole. Cause this lump ain't made of coal. I got a boner for Christmas. Yes. Honestly, that's really all you need to hear. That's the thing that <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the band that did the Buffy the Vampire Slayer theme song. Uh, really? Yeah, it is. Um, so that's the. <laughs> oh, I think it's fifteen years old too. This song? Yeah. Yeah, and it sounds thirty years old. <laughs> yeah, crazy. I mean, it does sound at least like twenty years old. <laughs> like it is, it is capital tier dumb shit. Yeah, um, it's got a like Frosty the Snowman with a carrot dick and uh two, and two pieces of coal but yeah. also he just has like a regular smiling face otherwise because they have no fucking imagination at all <laughs> so it's it's cool and, and their logo yeah. is wingtipped like van halen yeah like it this this band if i didn't know the alphabet i would think this is just an anagram for good charlotte <laughs> um it's terrible uh yeah. Next up, I have another commercial. Um, <laughs> just because I love commercials. Oh, is this that one? No, it's not. It's not. Thanks a lot. This one's Merry older. Christmas. A different kind of sinister. Yeah, I like how this guy just shows up, teaches this kid that saying it's not real. Look, I brought all the gifts. Why are you showing this? <laughs> it seems like very normal. But... Wishes for this and all your mornings from Folgers. It's not like the incest one or anything. No, it isn't. It's just like a nice, it's just a nice <laughs> one about a man coming home. I like to think for more. Um, oh, look, it automatically plays this one. It, oh, the brother, yeah. yeah. No, if you go back, though, there was a video on the side. It said... uh Robert Redford is almost 90. How he lives is sad. And it's 30 minutes long. <laughs> what the fuck is in that video? Well, what's even crazier is it has 331,000 views and it's from two weeks ago. And it's 30 minutes long. <laughs> but it's also, that's just like the Trumpification of how we talk now. How yeah. he lives is sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's He's so it's, old. It's fucking, it's it's Butch Cassidy. He's the coolest dude ever. He fucking uh got uh he paid Demi Moore to uh fuck him and then got her to leave uh Woody Harrelson. Like right. The the pipe was that good. Yeah. Yeah. They, she left Woody from Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's that's capital tier pipe. Yeah, and he was uh, like 70 then. <laughs> all right, more stupid music. Um, yeah. this I don't know if this is my favorite thing I found, but it's up there. But nobody don't like Christmas, and 
Did you think he was gonna say dick too? <laughs> it gets wilder. Nobody don't like Christmas. It's a time of peace and love and brotherhood. Cause when you make peace with your brother and you say, I love your mother, Santa Claus will know that you've been good. Memorial Day is a day to forget. And turkeys don't celebrate Thanksgiving yet. St. Patrick's Day is dull. Arbor Day is pouring. And who wants to go through all that Yom Kippurin? <laughs> but nobody don't like Christmas. And I'll sing it from the top of every tree. I just like that he had to he had to like uh Jew bash and then say like fuck the troops. <laughs> yeah, I mean so there it's Pokemon, so it's Japanese, so like I can understand fuck the troops, but like but also like the fourth literally the fourth of July. He said the fourth of July and this Yeah, he says the fourth of July is is a drip if you can't get someone to salute your flag, remember? Oh, right. I got so caught up that it sounded like he was going to say dick. Oh, he was this close. I know. Um, but wait, so who is the anti-Semitic Pokemon? It's Meowth. It's Meowth? Okay. Yeah. It it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but he himself is kind of an anti-Semitic trope. <laughs> he doesn't have like a gold chain on or something. He has a gold fucking bar in the top of his head. Right. Oh man. Who and let's f- face it, he talks a little bit like Woody Allen. A little bit, yeah. But I don't know. Who it's so weird. Like he sounds like a like a Muppet or something. Like I well, he is a car- he's a car- he's a Pokemon. Yeah. I've never heard of that though. I can't believe I don't know. There's so much yeah. I was trying to explain to my therapist about Christmas music. Which <laughs> took half an hour. Oh um, my god. I was gonna say there is a... This is you opened up Pandora's box. Your yeah, no, she yeah. finally solved you. Yeah, I, I mentioned that we were gonna be doing this, and she was like, I didn't know there was like alternative Christmas. He was like, I was like, well, um, but I, I said the thing about you should have just done the podcast with your therapist, just recorded um, that session and released it. Like, I think that would have been good. No, yeah, I, told, I told some people, I told some people at work that I was doing this, and five days later, I was laid off. Coincidence, <laughs> I think not. Yeah, I can't get laid off on my therapist in the middle of everything going on right now. Um, your, ther- your therapist immediately called your job. She might have. But no, I, I was trying to tell her. And I was like, the thing that I think is most interesting about Christmas music is uh, there's like generally four things. There's like novelty and like the parody stuff. There's like the the cash-in bullshit. I mean, the Pokemon thing seems to sort of edge between those two. Um, I forget the third Serious thing. Serious argument. Yeah, and I forget the third thing, and the fourth thing is like, uh, just insane people that like Christmas music and just make really weird shit. Just yeah, earnestly just love it. Yeah, and, but like yeah, do it in irrationally the ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> yikes. All right, I got a few more. Um, okay. 
I got one more stupid one before I play the two that I actually think are good. Sure. Um, here we go. Now I realize I killed this verse in one line. I'ma need three hoes for my VIP. If you came and drink rose, please bring ID. AP is on froze. Look at my wristwatch. Diamond shine like a filter. No TikTok. Don't slide in my DMs, cause my bitch watch. When you see me, give me top, cause I don't lip lock. Let you sit up on my lap, let me know what's on your list. And if you're bad enough, I might put it on your wrist, like. Tell Santa, roll it up, it's a vibe. Let's wish her with the Christmas cookie all inside. If she whopping, then I'm trying to tissy slide. MJ, moonwalking through them dice. She says she love me, I'm like, that is no surprise. I only want a happy meal, hold the fries. I remember mama couldn't afford the fries. We were sharing two for dollar apple pies. Now a nigga came up, it's the life. And it's only G5 when I fly. You know, it's basically the end of that. It's yeah, it's, the punchline is basically when it turns into an earnest song about how like mom had a hard time raising him. Yeah, so that's very funny. Oh. Um, that just reminds me. Were you there too, Jill, when uh, Dan took uh, at least me down to see his sister in Delaware performing at the World Cafe Live? And there was these like three rappers that went up at the at the open mic and. They kept trying to rap about how successful and much they are now and how much money they make now, but they kept forgetting the lyrics and having to stop and read their notes back awesome. and then start up rules. again. I'm so successful, I don't even know my own lyrics. Yeah. If I was, I don't remember it. I have no idea when this was. It, it wasn't a core memory for Jill. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> All right, guys. Now this is now this is my this is my the lame ass music I like. Dirtbags, Titus Andronicus playing the world's dumbest Billy Joel cover. I think I heard that on John Solomon's Christmas show last year. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I heard it for the first time like 
a week after we did the show. Oh, uh, fuck. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's, those lyrics are so stupid and funny to me. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah. Billy Joel, if nothing else, writes an infectious hook. Like, as absolutely as might be. Yeah. Yeah. You want to, you kind of want to, you want to dance a little bit. Yeah. Um, I just saw right. that Alex G apparently was upset with his audience. So he just played Devo, uh, not Devo, uh, Billy Joel covers until they calmed down. I mean, I, that's one way to deal with it. Yes. I, I mean, I would have been fine with it. I saw Gene Ween do a Billy Joel set in Delaware the one time. I mean, I, I know, I know a lot of Billy Joel music because I had bad taste once, but like, <laughs> I only I know his know, music man. because of that show. Actually, I didn't. He kept playing songs like, "Oh, this is a Billy Joel song." No, dude, I went through a phase where like I had like three mini discs filled <laughs> with Billy Joel music. Um, and I would just like listen to. I would listen to like Good Night Saigon and be like, "Yeah, war is bad." <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. Uh, all right. I got one more. Oh, little, little shorty. Um, oh, really short. Getting in and out, doing their thing. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's right. my, it's my silly little list. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you. I can go next. Um, I have a a video I edited together again. Um, and I think it'd probably be better for Jill to go last, just because uh, she probably has real music. <laughs> well, Jill's is always the most like pensive and reflective but there's yeah. always like one or two real bops in there that like stay in my head forever there's a lot of pressure i don't know if i can live up to these like expectations i've required you could just you could just play this fucking time of year again and i'll be like cool yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should just play that every year that's I mean, basically i feel great about it i feel like you do <laughs> no she's played it twice but two bad two yeah. bangers um no, I was I was honored the second year we were gonna do this when you uh you included a track I played the first year, <laughs> not realizing yeah. that one is so good. It's, I'm surprised it never caught on. Uh, Christina's "Things Fall Apart" because um, it's on the same album as that waitress's song, right? Which plays everywhere all the time. Yeah, and I don't know. Fucking "Things Fall Apart" is I think a better song. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, 
I took clips from movies and TV shows. I was obsessed with the idea of like trying to create like a good collection of songs that are just like in the background or quickly cut in movies or just in movies about Christmas, but don't necessarily Christmas songs. And then I just completely gave up and uh, I just pulled the things I could find the easiest from the list I had. And uh, this collection doesn't really make any sense, but uh, I enjoy it. And it's uh like I said, it's all just cut together. But um I'll start off, I guess, just to say because uh a lot of it's not a lot of it, but like half of the, the clips are like subtitled. And the first one, just for context, is uh from the movie from the documentary Mayor about the uh the uh, about Musa Hadid, the mayor of Ramallah, sitting in the West Bank. Uh, and it follows the day-to-day struggles of operating a city in occupied territory and his attempts to have a Christmas tree lighting the town square and put a fountain display, which he would want it to be synced to uh, My Heart Will Go On, which plays repeatedly throughout the <laughs> film, including while I think Israeli soldiers are just like walking around with guns, just harassing. I remember them. you telling me about this. Fucking sounds amazing. It's so good. And it's kind of like the thick of it or something. Like he's just like so... Like, it's all just kind of bumbling because, like, he has power, but he also, like, can't control the utilities or anything in his own fucking town. Um, and uh, so this clip starts off with the clip right before uh, this kindergarten class rehearsing Jingle Bells. Um, and right before it, it's uh, this kid's laughing. And uh, this, guy, this guy says, uh, asks, well, says something. I, I, we'll see in a second. But, uh, they're talking about the popular front of the liberation of Palestine. And uh, the kid uh, is laughing and says, they don't exist anymore. And this guy replies, that's right. There's no one left to liberate us. And uh, then it just launches right into Jingle Bells. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought especially I wanted to include this film this year. So starting with that. This is what I learned when I went to uh, school, Sunday school. This is the story of the nativities. Little baby Jesus was born. He was born to the Virgin Mary, uh, J. Blige. And as Mary was on tour, she met this man named Joe Manganello, who played a werewolf. And he was in love with her. She said, Joe. I am thouest with the childless, and the holiness is come upon me, and I've, I'm going to have a babyist. And and uh, Joe said, oh, really? Oh. He didn't know what to do. So he went on, stayed with her, and they went on because they was expecting the holy child. That's right. And the Bible say in Second Deuteronomy that when he came to, um, the earth, it came through the virgin, Pina Colada. 
And as she was there, they were trying to find somewhere to have uh, the baby, but they kept going to all these hotels and wouldn't none of them let them in. Marriott shut the door. Hilton shut the door. Tried to get to the Ritz car. They said, you don't belong here. Everybody just got put out. They went to the Motel 6. They didn't even leave the light on for us. She was in the dark. Anyway, there was Mary about to have that baby. So she sat down at a bus stop. Marta bus was passed by, wouldn't even pick her up to take her to the holy city of Birmingham. And as she sat there, she went into laborer. And as she started laboring, a manger dog walked up beside her. See, God will send you a dog when you need it, even if you don't. And that dog said, what's wrong with you? And as she sat there, she had that baby. And that baby came next to that manger dog. That's why they say he was born in a manger. Hallelujah. That the Lord gives you. OK, that's the story of the baby Jesus. That's the hip hop version. I'm glad I went to church to Sunday school.
this because I think Joe will like this song. Sorry, Olive. We're really not such a bad bunch. When you're this far north with no sunlight, sometimes tempers fray. <laughs> Life's hard enough, and now Santa's flight. It's been an awful day. Employment in these latitudes depends on old Saint Nick. So forgive us if we all have attitudes. We're up a frozen crack. We're not so bad. We're not so bad. We're really sweet and funny. We're not so bad. Except for that funny. We're not so bad. We're not so bad. We're not so bad. 
when you walked in may i be frank of course we were suspicious it seemed you were playing a nasty prank that's why we got malicious but we're not so bad we're not so fearful once you get to know us we're downright cheerful we're not so bad we're not so bad we're not so bad now that we know you if you ever come again we promise not to throw you we're not so bad we're not so bad we're not so bad go on you guys look the savior is born dreams and foolish schemes in my mind I was unkind So wrong Whiskey drinking was hardly thinking at all I felt so small Now I feel reborn Much like a sheep That's been shorn Go to him I know it's what you want You've been so far from home Like a dog without a bone Innkeeper I withdraw my rent demands We should lend our helping hands You're my brother you're my sister Maybe my stuff is fading Maybe my heart could break tonight Just like a fire that's flaming Spreading only light So let's join our heads in forgiveness Eyes of the child can show us how each man must bear witness. Show some love right now. Show some love right now. Look, it's Joseph Christ. Hey, what did I tell you? It's a little boy. Congratulations. It's a long time. Hey, no, hey, let's get up. Let's get the groove on. That's right. Get the hell on down. Make it love right. 
Well, it may not be the national Christmas tree, but yours is just as important. But where do you start? For example, what's the best kind for your home and how do you take care of it? Hey, joining us now from New York is tree expert and stand-up comedian Joe Para, joining us to help you choose the perfect tree for your home. So you got two jobs, a tree expert and a stand-up comic, Joe. <laughs> That's right. Um, to be honest, I'm more of a, a tree enthusiast than an expert. Um, but um, I, I like evergreens <laughs> a lot and wanted to do a show about them. All right. All right. And you so got your own TV special coming up, too. Yeah. It's uh, called uh, Joe Para Helps You Find the Perfect Christmas Tree. And uh, the, hopefully by the end of the, the show, it'll uh, help viewers do just that. So the question is, how, well, Joe, let me ask you this. How many kinds of trees are there to choose from? Dozens. There's so <laughs> many Christmas trees out there, it's, it's a difficult decision. Because unless you got a, a mansion, and I definitely don't, um, uh, you can only get one tree every year. So it's uh, important to choose the right one. Uh, Joe, here in the Midwest, uh, we, we, we tend to have a certain kind of tree. Other mm. areas have certain kind of tree. Do the trees vary by region? Oh, the Midwest is a great place for Christmas trees. Uh, we shot a lot of the show in Michigan, Newberry, Michigan, to be specific, uh, because, uh, but the, the whole state of Michigan is, uh, uh, has a, the third, uh, number three uh, tree producer in all the country. I think uh, second only to uh, Oregon and um, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not an expert, but there's a you're lot of trees in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. and you're not an expert, you're an enthusiast. I'm an enthusiast. Yeah, well, that's all right. But that's there, right. But there are ways to keep your tree looking like fresh. Like what do you do to keep your tree looking fresh over the holiday? Um, the big thing is just to keep it watered and um, make sure that you get a fresh tree when you do choose one. Um, if you get it right from the farm, it's pretty easy to tell that it's fresh. But if you do go to the tree lot, uh, a little trick is to uh, take a needle off the branch uh, uh, and uh, you bend it. And if it springs back, it's fresh. And if it breaks, uh, you should probably get a different tree. Il est joli cet arbre, c'est toi qui l'a décoré. Non, c'est ma femme, enfin, c'est surtout.
obviously that ended with uh the classic Rose of Sherbrooke. Yes, uh I was gonna say uh the Jurassic Bark episode of Futurama, but <laughs> <laughs> um I also just thought it was funny. I won't tell, say all the dialogue. If anybody's listening to this and has not seen Number of Sherberg, which is an incredible film. Um, I just think it was funny going from Joe Para talking about how to find the perfect Christmas tree to her saying, it's a pretty tree. Um, <laughs> so why did you choose to create such a psychedelic visual art experience for a podcast? It's so good, though. It was so good, though, wasn't it, Jill? <laughs> I mean, yes, but point. the people listening I did I mean, not po- see any of that. The point was just the sound. I mean, I, I tried to make the editing seamless for my own uh, insanity, but... Uh, I feel like the subtitling was very necessary. And was it? Yes, I mean, like, in order to get the full effect, you know? Well, you don't want to spoil Umbrellas or Sherberg for anybody that hasn't seen it. Um, yeah, so you just did it for us, I guess, technically. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because that film is just, I mean, like one of the greatest of all time. I actually saw it for the first time like last year, the year before, and I watched it with uh, my ex girlfriend. And like a couple weeks later, I was at her place and I noticed that she had just watched it again. Um, I watched and that, and that half was the of end of your movie. relationship. Like, yeah. I've never seen the ending of it, I just oh, saw really? like half of it and then I turned it off because I was like, I don't like this. Really? <laughs> oh, I love yes. that movie. Hold on. But not... the ending, the ending looks great. So oh, I was yeah. like, oh, that's how it ends. I see. Yeah. I see where it went. So good. Was... It's like one of the all-time great endings. I mean, just the way that music swells up and everything, too. Uh I'm... is this you, Josh? <laughs> I'm sharing my screen again for one minute. Okay. I'm gonna make sure I'm sharing computer sound because it's really funny. You showed that Joe Parra thing. Okay. Uh, like 15 seconds in the music video. Every time a Christmas tree throws a Christmas tree into the crowd at this concert. Um, I saw this video for the first time today. So that's awesome. Um, I love Joe Para. Yeah, uh, me too. I'm going to his Christmas show on Tuesday. Oh, nice. I'm jealous. I, yeah, <laughs> I, bought, I bought the tickets a, a long time ago. I don't yeah, know. I they might even still be available. I don't know if you're yeah, not doing yeah. anything and you want to go to Brooklyn. I can't make it up there, I don't think. But uh, um, also, I think I got a hotel. Really? I think I have something to do on Tuesday. I forget. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, sorry. No, go ahead. Okay, that was uh, Joe Para from a Missouri or a St. Louis uh, newscast promoting his first, one of his first adult swim specials. So good. Yeah. Um, before that was uh, Matt Berry, most well known now, I guess, for the Toast of London and um, what we do in the shadows. His two. Garth Marenghi, though, right? No, that was actually his 2004 rock opera, ADBC. It's an hour long. It's all about the nativity. Um, as you can hear, they refer to St. Joseph as Joseph Christ throughout it. 
Uh, and all of the songs are like about sex and stuff. And it's all like a big parody of uh, Jesus Christ Superstar and Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. And uh, it features uh, Rich I- Richard Iota of uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place and Noel Fielding and Jer- Julian Barrett of uh, The Mighty Boosh, which Matt Berry was, of course, on both of those two. Uh, before that, Michael Stipe in the 90s TV special Oliver to Other Reindeer. Uh, I don't know. I've always liked that song in that movie or special or whatever. Uh, a clip before that was... That movie's really weird. It's called uh it's called Alternatively Deadly Games or Dial Code Santa. And it's like a very obvious ripoff of Home Alone. It's just this it came out like a couple years after Home Alone. And it's just a kid that like sets up all these uh traps for invaders. And but it features that insane uh tie of the tiger knockoff at the beginning about Santa Claus and Mr. X. Um <laughs> Like, I was listening to Eye of the Tiger like two days ago. So you you definitely you were like on the right track. You're like, Jill's <laughs> going to like this. Like, yes, that is what I just listened to when I'm alone. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, it's like got so much up your alley. Just like the like cheesy, like guitar riff, the weird half English vocals that don't really make sense. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, before that, I just had that clip of uh, George Bailey and his wonderful life punching the police officer. Because I think it's funny. Um, and before that was uh, Mads Mikkelsen in The Hunt, uh, where his character is accused of raping a child of a friend. And uh, that is after he got jumped at a grocery store because the entire town turned against him. And then he goes to that church for the mass and the little girl is performing up on the stage. And then he sees her parents talking about whispering to each other. And he walks over and confronts them. And that's when like he throws the book at their head and he gets restrained and everything. Um, and before that was uh, from Kurosawa's film Scandal, which came out the same year as Rashomon, actually, uh, which I don't remember much of, but I watched it last year. It's about a lawyer who feels disgraced by his involvement in a scandal involving a tabloid alleging an affair between two celebrities. And uh, I actually was going to include All Lang Sign as well because it's him and a bunch of other drunk down and out people in a bar just like yelling it in Japanese, looking awful <laughs> with all those like horrible close-ups that Kurosawa loves of just miserable looking people. Um, and then before that, after the Palestinian thing was uh, A Medea Christmas starring... Oh my God, that was Tyler Perry to make me nuts. <laughs> I love Tyler Perry because he's completely fucking insane. He makes completely insane movies. Like even his dramas are just completely insane. And they're he was just making that scene up as he went along, though, right? Like he was. He had to have been. Yeah, it was so bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like his movies. Like they're all. I mean, the film co-stars Larry the Cable Guy, um, and they're always like improving with each other. But his films just have like (laughs) the most nonsensical motivation for characters like that was that first one Diver mad black woman just features her repeatedly trying to murder her husband in like comical ways <laughs> um you're like he'll just like make a drama and then just put medea in the middle of it he's um, so cool he's so cool yeah and uh <laughs> there was one film where i think it was uh uh why did i get married uh where like the two of the characters finally get divorced and then there's there's this last shot and uh she's like walking out to her car and she sees somebody and she like drops something and, and like the camera pans up to clearly do like this big reveal uh for who this like charming handsome man she's looking at is and it's the rock 
but he doesn't show up in the next one or anything. What? <laughs> yeah, he just nah. shows up for 15 seconds, like the end of The Flash with uh, George Clooney. <laughs> no, the best Tyler Perry movie is uh, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The one that ends where it's like a lady who uh, has like a husband who's a pharmacist and he's like a really good guy, but he's not dicking her down the way that she wants to be dicked down. Yeah. And she remembers that she has this ex high school boyfriend who's a rapper now who's like really cool and he's back in town and she hooks up with him and it ruins her marriage. But then the rapper becomes abusive. And the lesson that she's supposed to learn is that her husband was actually a good guy and she should have stayed with him. And then the end of the movie is her going to the husband's pharmacy to pick up her AIDS medication because she got AIDS from the guy she cheated with. That is not a joke. I know. I totally believe it. It's really fun. Another thing about uh, why did I get married? Is that what it's called? Or I forget what it's called. Well, there is why did I get married and why did I get married to yeah. T-O-O. I forget which one it is, but there's one of them where the one <laughs> character and the wife are fighting the entire time because she keeps accusing him of cheating on her. And he's not. And so finally at the end, she comes around. It's like she's like constantly going through his phone. Like she's like clearly like like obsessive and abusive and at the very end they're sitting on the couch and all of a sudden a phone rings and it's not his normal cell phone it's a second cell phone because he is actually cheating on her (laughs) well that's that's the message of every tyler perry movie is it doesn't matter what happened before trust nobody on that note (laughs) oh you have some christmas music for us all right should i what should I play? <laughs> I am not really like I kind of I think it through like vaguely, but not totally. that much. All right. I'm really worried that like my internet is not very good and that I'm kind of laggy, but um I felt like I should do something like you know topical and be like, let's let's hear what generative AI is up to. Cause I'm sure by next year when we do this podcast, there will be like even better stuff. So Oh, so you made all these? I did not make these. These are ones that um, they're from OpenAI, where they're working on a generative AI to generate music. And so they have like a collection of like 7,000 songs. And I just typed in Christmas to try to find some Christmas ones. And so my understanding of how this works is that they like train the AI on music and then they feed it lyrics and then it generates a song to those lyrics. And so these are the lyrics to Oh Holy Night, but the song is not going to have the tune of Oh Holy Night. The AI Bill, just I'm like... so happy right now. Oh my God. hallucinates yeah. whatever it wants. So um, it's like, we can see how good this actually is going to be, but uh, let's let's listen to this. <laughs> Oh, 
and the spirit of its Lord. It reminds me of uh, John Oswald, the uh, plunder phonics guy. Um, it reminds me of his version of uh, White Christmas, where he like warbles the vocals weird and like down tempos the back music it sounds like it just sounds satanic yeah so that's like pretty weird i feel like you, it's like it's not quite there yet like it's it's there's definitely some oddities to it well it's it's, it's, it's interesting they incorporate like the static and uh fuzz from the record into the music itself yeah there's so like I'm really really curious if by like next year if I check again at like I mean maybe this stuff will like it'll get really good over the course of the year and then by next year we'll all just be playing generated songs <laughs> but um yeah that's that's where we're going that's the okay. future um are you playing so, more of this or are you playing something else no I'm gonna go to some real music now I just oh, okay. to start with some topical uh topical topics that's not the right way to say that okay josh played joseph spence's first year um okay let's <laughs> see this is the thing is that like i really distinctly remember certain things that have happened and then like 75 percent of what we have done before i do not remember sure so well i forget things i played myself so don't don't sweat it at all i mean the first year we all played like 40 songs each <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to start with this one. This is really weird. Mamacita. I know this song. It's a Mexican Christmas or like a Tex-Mex Christmas song. Don't ask the Santa Claus. Is that like a native Japanese person singing an Amer a Mexican American Christmas song? 
in like a bossa nova almost style. It's um, I think it's Cantonese. I think it's a singer from Hong Kong doing okay. a yes, a sort of Spanish English Cantonese version of that song. Can you hear something? Can you hear something wild, Jill? What? That that is currently in an American Amazon ad campaign. Wait, the not the that, not that version. Yes, it fucking is. Are you kidding me? That yes, version? That exactly. Version. Yes. The Chinese one? Yes. All right. I hope that this one is not in any American commercials. Oh, this is the new McDonald's. <laughs> song i just heard it and i played it it looks like vietnamese right yes okay yeah i i had that i had that vietnamese christmas album back when i was dating somebody that was vietnamese we went to a vietnamese shop and they had a christmas album and i can't remember if that song is on there or not but she was saying there's not there's not like a lot of christmas music there so like there's like one like really strange version of of a uh, jingle bells on it that's like very poppy and sounds almost like a like a karaoke track, and then there's like just songs that are just sort of like love songs that people just generally like, but this they put it on a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. But that one had like yeah. very Christmassy elements to it. Yes, um, it's from it's from this album, which is from 1972. There's, it's all Christmas songs, but most of them are not necessarily that recognizable. Right. Um, I'm sure it's some of the same stuff. Just like, here's a song we like. It's for Christmas now. Yes. I love that everyone had a traditional Vietnamese name, and then one guy was just named Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this next song is not good. 
I I was well, almost gonna just like only play songs that are terrible this time, and then I couldn't find enough songs that were terrible. But this one is. I was gonna say, where was my phone call? Yeah. <laughs> this one is not good. It's by Man to Man. I think they're most known for the song "Male Stripper." Like I I was a male stripper in a go go bar. That oh. song. I think those are the only lyrics to that song. Um, <laughs> This sounds okay. like you were leading into the human league <laughs> melody. <laughs> um, so this one is called Crying on Christmas, and I don't think you're gonna like it. Okay. We're gonna love it. Wind Towers in the background there. We do not have to listen to this entire song. I can stop it. But you must, you need to play it in full for the listeners. Uh, I can't do that. I don't want to actually get a cease and desist. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I, uh, it's so interesting because like it has like, it's one of those songs that has like a lot of varied elements of what what would make a good song. It just just doesn't take off. Yeah, they just don't, they're not put together right. <laughs> I'm just like fascinated. Like I usually, I like to play songs where I'm like, oh, this is like a really good vocal performance. And so recently I've been listening to things where I'm like, oh, this is a really bad vocal performance. <laughs> this is just like not good. So I also have this one down at the bottom, which I will play a tiny little bit of it, which is an even worse vocal performance. It's K-pop? That's not No, Korean this name. one's also Vietnamese. Okay, I should have figured that from the accent of the A. Why does the music in this even sound weird? Last Christmas, dude. No, I know, but it sounds off somehow. The drum beat sounds off. Why is the backing vocal the same volume as the lead vocal? <laughs> okay, well, that's enough of that. 
I think he eventually starts singing in Vietnamese, but it doesn't get any better. The vocal performance is not better in Vietnamese. It's Bill's just, just kind of thin and whiny. Yes. Um, let's see. Do I actually want to play any of these other songs? I'll play this one. Won't you take this walk away from gaiety, from tinsel and lights on the Christmas tree? Come take this walk where spirits be. Come take this Christmas walk with me. On Christmas Eve, I spend an hour alone. My spirits and sins, to God I atone. While walking neath the starry skies, it's a night of glory, and all the angels sigh. I ponder the brightest star on high, a jeweler's diamond in velvet skies, signaling the greatest story ever told, as beautiful tonight as in days of old. It signals to the world glory to man that Jesus tonight was born in Bethlehem. And I here alone find so meditation good. and peace as I bow my head. I don't know, I just felt like we needed some to remember the true meaning of Christmas. You gotta get away from the tinsel and the gaiety and go on a christmas walk with god very important it just sounds uh, like a man who went to sleep and died after he sang that song <laughs> <laughs> like in a good way it reminds me of uh, the guy playing uh was it george jones in mickey reese's country gold about uh i forget if it's george jones or who the old country star is maybe it's merle haggard that the film is about Mickey Reese plays a version of uh, of Garth Brooks meeting Merle Haggard or George Jones uh, right before he's cryogenically frozen. <laughs> and the guy playing the older country star, he kind of looks and sounds like that. That's great. Yeah. Also, when I this song, I just heard it on like it. I was going through like a playlist or something, and I saw the title is "A Christmas Walk with God." And the first, like one of the first things he says is, "Take a Christmas walk with me." And so I thought the first half of the song that we were like singing, we were speaking from God's perspective, first person like from God. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, but he's not. So, um, all right. None of these songs are very catchy or good, so I will play. Uh, this one's okay.
played enough music like I feel like actually every year we kind of trade off with like how much effort we put in <laughs> and this is like a low effort year for me I was just kind of like oh shit I gotta like find some music that is in my massive playlist of like 5,000 totally songs yeah, yeah but some yeah sometimes this the show kind of sneaks up on you and it's like oh fuck i have nine hours to pull together like some of the shit i've been listening to into something coherent and it's like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't i mean everything sounded fucking awesome yeah so. you know i mean i don't think it takes a lot of effort ultimately just to find some weird stuff that the other one of others of us haven't heard so well yeah and the other part is like you know not to butter your bread chill but you've got good taste so yeah it makes it um, easy when it's just like oh yeah yeah it might not feel special but yeah all this shit rocks yeah i mean as she said she has plays like five thousand songs also you found that uh i didn't know open ai had that jukebox thing yeah, that's so cool i follow like i'm on i have the ai uh politico newsletter and i follow news pretty closely i never heard that open ai was doing that i knew google was doing that but Apparently, um, you don't follow the news closely enough, Rob. I guess not. There's always more fucking news. Uh, how did you find that, Joe? Um, I think just on the Open AI website, I was going through all of the different AI stuff that they're doing just to see, like, in general, what they're working on, and that was just one of the listed things. Huh. And it's just open to the public like that. Yes. So um, I can just send you the link to it. Sure. I mean, I think like technically I could just run the code myself and like generate <laughs> stuff, but I don't have, um, I don't know if I have, like, I don't know if I can do this on just like a MacBook. I don't know if I have enough like computing power to run this particular. Um, I mean, all that open AI stuff, it takes like, head of flops of data to generate all that shit doesn't it yeah i think it's it, it, yeah i was reading recently about how we've had this like bell curve of starting off with computers being these huge devices and rooms that we send information to to having everything contained on personal computers back to every giant computers and individual rooms that we all have to send data to and get data from. Yeah. There you have um, it, folks. Uh, Rob believes in the bell curve. <laughs> um, I was trying to invite Jennifer and uh, Brandon on again, but uh, I think Jennifer fell asleep because she's a mom. And uh, I guess Brandon just has a life still. So. Um, Sounds nice. Yeah, doesn't it? I mean, Jill's the one that's always staying out to 4 a.m. every week, it seems. No, that's only during this particular season. Oh, yeah. 
Because I got to go to a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, America is dead. That's that's why she's she's out there living living in the world, and no, I mean we're in, we're in the dead territory. It is true. There's like no more diners or anything anymore. It, it closes at two if you even stay there yes. that long. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's bleak. Yeah, sorry, this feels like a down way to end it, but this is I fun. Mean, I don't know about Wait, I'll play. I'll play another song. I'll play a like a cheesy and cheerful song. How about that? Okay, sure. And then we'll still go out with. Uh, I'll find a copy of a. Uh, Randy. Yeah, Randy sings the classics. All I want for Christmas is you. I don't. Ha I don't know where I have it, but I know I have it somewhere, so I can at least edit it to the podcast. Yeah, I keep I just have this song stuck in my head all the time, but it's kind of embarrassing, but it is pretty catchy. <laughs> oh, Jennifer's still around. So after that we can Yeah, nice I feel like I feel like that song would have done really well in like the pinnacle scene of like a Christmas indie wood movie in like 2009. Like, right, you're still a little bit more totally. low key. Yeah, like I just uh, you know that movie Up in the Air? I think it's yeah. called. With uh, I never George Clooney. Yes. So I did not see that movie when it came out and I just watched it like two weeks ago. Oh, and I was like, why did people think this was a good movie? I mean, I think it's fine. I, I watched it. Well, yeah, I watched well, it. I think it's on the Poconos. Well, I that think it's movie... because it's because it confirms what everybody thinks that women are actually the real bitches. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Jason and... Reitman's not like a super insightful guy. That's I'm not joking. Something that really is that what movie. it is. It's, it's like, the cynicism. It's really... it's the bald cynicism. Yeah. 
to me, it was so like dated that I just was like cringing really hard where I was like, is this the kind of stuff that people genuinely like thought was important to think about in like 2009? Like, was I I one of these people? I remember watching the scary thing, Jill, is I think people still think that shit's important to think about. (laughs) No, they that's not possible. They do. They really do. I remember oh I, my god! I remember seeing that in theaters, and that was one of the first times I was watching a movie, and I had like one of those existential moments where uh, George Clooney says something. His face is like really giant on this big flat screen, and he says something, and everybody starts laughing, and it just had this surreal effect on my brain of like how Rob we was like tr- I'm in the zone. Yeah, but it was just like how we trigger things, uh, like how everybody knows to laugh in that moment. Or whatever. I don't know. It just didn't feel real. <laughs> it felt like you got tricked. Yeah. Yeah, but I think even three years ago, I feel like it wouldn't have hit as like just badly as it did two weeks ago. Like something really? about just like the complete change in what like the way that the world works. What I don't know. Been? Like I just the world is so much more depressing <laughs> and like things are so shitty for everyone that like just yeah i mean i also watched the movie um her you know the one with the you know about the uh AI lady about the series divorce uh the one about the siri lady in the in the and yes and i watched that on the plane like two weeks ago and both of these movies i was just like these are so pinned to a time when like people didn't actually have real shit to worry about it feels like the main like crux of those films is just it's just like complete nonsense. That's it's just like of all the problems that you could have, like it just did not feel relevant anymore. Like, I mean, it's funny because like her, it, it feels relevant, like technologically. Right. But a lot of it, like the conversations that the people are having where they're just like, you know, like. I just, you know, commitment. I'm like, eh, and, eh, and, eh. and I was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, people just like live with whoever they can to save money and stuff right now. Like, n- none of this matters. Like, right. And it's funny too because the concept, conceptually, it is incredibly relevant because, like, you do have like, what was it in China or something? They have like those uh, a allegedly AI chatbots that women would make into their boyfriends to just chat with all day and everything. <laughs> It's just about like tremendous loneliness in the technological age. And it's like, yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> it, also, it is, I mean, if it is just that, I mean, that's that's it. But still. I'll introduce Jennifer in a second. But it also reminds me of the line in Peep Show when Jazz says, uh, what you're saying, Jill, reminds me of the line in Peep Show when Jazz says, I think if I'm being honest, I've been bored since 9-11. <laughs> uh, it feels like that's like kind of what you're saying. Like we had... 9-11 we had like all this war like all this huge shit happening and we had Obama and like he wasn't good but uh shit got kind of boring like we were just kind of stuck in like a stasis of like not good but not horrible for the most part under Obama and I guess that's what those films were sort of reflecting right I mean they were trying to like tackle things that were like dark or not dark but just were like serious at the time and I just feel like looking back at it I'm kind of like 
hearing people just like having some conversation about like well I just like don't know what I want and like <laughs> I just like I'm not sure how commitment fits into my life and like all this other stuff I was just like what the fuck are you talking about like how is this relevant to now like we don't have time to think about these things people are just trying to think about like how do I make money how do I get food how do I like have somewhere to live how do I like I just feel like the world has gotten way worse since and, then. Uh, Jennifer C. Martin is a perfect person to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of how bad the world is, here I am. <laughs> I just mean like you're you're like basically that joke about how polyamory is a uh, an evolution, a social evolution to pay rent. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Right. So like, let's let's make a movie about that. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good wait a second. To invite me when I have like six separate parents to take care of when I'm old. <laughs> that is going to be, I never even thought about that. That's yeah. Kind of, I mean, at that, least we all have siblings, right? So yeah. Yeah. That was, that was going to be my joke when you said, uh, you know, how polyamory is about just having extra people to pay rent. I was like, yeah, that's, that's what my dad lives with me. Polyamory. <laughs> uh, well, we played all the music, Jennifer, uh, and I guess Brandon is incoming. Uh, so I don't know how long you want, everybody wants to stick around, but I've just this is just very short, and it's totally off topic with what I think you guys were all talking about. Oh, this is a wide ranging conversation. <laughs> yeah, you know how it goes, Jennifer. I mean, we didn't talk I about didn't, Rock Rock Rob was like, "I'm going to be on this podcast with my friends if you want to come on," and I was like, "I guess it's a Christmas one. What's the Christmas thing I could do?" And I remembered this book that my grandma had when I was a kid called "The Redneck <laughs> Night Before Christmas," and I was like, "I'll just come on and read that." I guess like I don't feel like I have anything musically to add that the three of you probably like much more educated. I would have been like. My musical Christmas music thoughts are like, I like the little drummer boy. So, yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think we heard a version. Well, no, no, yeah. I was, we were, I was gonna say, we did hear a version of it, but we actually didn't. It was the Titus Andronicus, uh, Mr. Piano Man, little drummer boy song. Oh my god. <laughs> well, okay, I can read this now, but I'm gonna read it with an accent. I hope okay. that's okay. I'm from Sounds Tennessee, great. so I'm yeah, from Tennessee. All right. A redneck night before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the shack. Not a creature was stirring except the lice on my hairy back. The skull cans was nailed to the screen door with care. And my grandmother had marked out skull cans with with a fucking permanent marker. Before she <laughs> gave it to you? She doesn't like tobacco. Like she was very anti. She was very prissy and anti-tobacco. <laughs> with hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were sleeping all snug in their beds while visions of tractor pulls danced in their heads. And Ma in her nightgown all stained with pound cake had just settled down to watch Ricky Lake. When out in the driveway, a loud noise I heard. I opened the window to check my T-bird. I ran to the door like eyes on a mission, but I tripped on some parts from an old truck transmission. When what to my blue and brown eyes should I see but a Chevy S10 pulled by eight flying sheep with a white-bearded fat guy looking all slick. I said, shoot fire, that must be St. Nick. More rapid than X-Lax, his woolly sheep came. And he belched and he hollered and he called him by name. 
Now Clifford, now Vernon, now Lester and Enos, and on Festus, on Elmer, on Roscoe and Cletus. To the top of the satellite dish, to the top of the shed. Now move it and step on it. Y'all get out the lead. I I heard a loud sound on my roof of my shack, put down my spit cup and went for my gun rack. He fell through the roof. He fell through the roof, just about killed my dog. I swear that old Santa looked just like Boss Hog. He was dressed in red and green camo from his neck to his feet, and I had to give him credit. He still had most of his teeth. Looked like stuff from a yard sale slung on his back. There was fly swatters in Tupperwell and Wade Hayes on 8-track. When he winked his eye, I knew for sure he'd treat us right. Why, he might just even leave me some ammo tonight. Some Crisco, some Spam, some oatmeal cream pies, and a NASCAR t-shirt in double X size. He topped off our stockings with moon pies and bottle rockets, then squoze up that dryer dryer vent like Spam in your pocket. He hopped in his truck to his sheep, gave an order. Hurry up, Ewans, to the Tennessee birder. And I heard him cry out with a strong southern drawl, Merry Christmas, you rednecks. Merry Christmas, y'all. What was this book? (laughs) Redneck, Night Before Christmas. That was wonderful. Is that the only thing in it? Yeah, it's the fucking Night Before Christmas, dude. That's how short the real Twas the Night Before Christmas is. Okay, I thought it was like a a book, like a collected book of stories. No, it's just a really short poem. Huh. That was lovely. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> Sorry if it wasn't long enough. No, it's fine. No, awesome. I, no, it's perfect. It's exactly how long I thought it would be. I just thought maybe there was more in the book. I was curious about the context. No, it was like a children's book. I wish I had the, like the illustrated version, but I only had like the text that I could find online for free because the real one cost money. So, <laughs> and like, I mean, I don't know. I assume my grandmother eventually got rid of it. She usually didn't have like raunchy books, which is why she went through like the gun stuff, of course, was fine, but she went <laughs> through the skull, skull cans she didn't like. It's like when I went down to your place, though, and you showed me that that cat encyclopedia you had, and you crossed <laughs> off all the talk about evolution and stuff, and wrote lies and shit. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> um, I see where you got it from, then. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. That. Oh my God. I w- I would love to go through. I used to have this. Like, I would love to find. I probably got rid of it, but I used to have like this. Whenever you went into like sixth grade, everybody at my church gave you this like teen study Bible, like and they and they make fun of it in ex evangelical circles, like ex Christian circles now, because like apparently everybody was given this book, and like I had highlight and like I wonder how many things I highlight I highlighted nonstop because I saw that other people highlighted the Bible, and so I was like, well, if I'm gonna be a real good Christian, maybe I should highlight important passages too. And I'm sure I highlighted all the parts about like, you know, sex and all that. And I was like, I was going to be such a good, pure little Christian. And now I'm polyamorous communist. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs> okay, well, I hope uh, you all have a Merry Christmas. I'm going to head on out. Ty, oh, okay. It's, it's 1230. Yeah. I sleep on the couch right beside <laughs> me. <laughs> Oh yeah. Daniel just got Daniel just got back from playing Magic the Gathering. Oh. All your little nerdy partners. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> Today Ty was like, I'm gonna play PS5 by myself as a treat. 
Oh hell yeah, that's, that's life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he had like he didn't wait do but he like Colin got a PS five like the like he didn't get it for in time for the Christmas season it came out but he had like all these programs and like website links that would like ding him when everyone was available because there was a shortage and oh, he I did, got I one. Did that shit. Yeah. yeah, he got one like in January and February. I think Ty. Ty eventually got desperate enough to like try to do something online, but it was he only had like one site open. So he I think he got his in maybe April or May. I don't know. He's asleep, so I can't ask him. Yes. He worked so hard. Yeah. All right. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Thanks for reading. Bye. Bye. And um, I guess uh unless you guys have anything else, I'll uh Edit in Randy sings the classics as always at the end. I don't have it to play right now, but I'll edit it in. Awesome. Okay. This is great. Thank yeah. you guys. Thank you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. I just want you for my own More than you could ever know May my wish come true I arrived for Christmas It's you Everyone with the 
quick, you got a body.